Sabres and Avalanche, Sabres after dark. We got a game to preview and spend some time. I finally want to get to it. Henry Yoki, how are you? Could we call it a breakout season? That's coming up here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Sabres after dark for the first time this season, a 10 o'clock puck drop against the Colorado Avalanche. We will look at the Sabres lineup. I've got my best bets that are related. My best bet is related to a player that will be the subject of today's episode. Uh, so that's coming up a little bit later on. We hit on our parlay lat on, uh, on uh, what was it, on Monday. Um, so I do feel more comfortable, you know, taking a little bit of a deeper pull, a, a longer shot at this week's, this day's uh, parlay. So that's coming up. We'll look at the Avalanche lineup as well on today's show. Be sure to check us out on our YouTube channel. You can like and subscribe us there. You can also check out our Lockdown Sabres text line. You can become a sortie at joinsubtext.com slash Sabres. Some reaction in our group chat to the lineup for tonight that we can uh, get to in a little bit. Maybe a demotion for Dylan Cousins, if we want to mention that. Um, So that's coming up as well. If you are watching along on our YouTube channel, you might see that I am wearing my Nashville Bills backers shirt that I got when I was in Nashville. Smashing tables uh, since 1997. 1992? 1992. There was just a big tornado in Nashville, and I saw just some tweets um, that they're trying to raise money down there in Nashville because it was devastating tornado that went like right through the suburbs, right through the city area. Um, and the Nashville bills backers are raising money. Second harvest food bank of middle Tennessee. If you uh, want to jump in on the cause, maybe you've seen them floating around on social media yourself. Uh, the link uh, I've got the, the, it up on the screen here on our YouTube channel. Um, it is second harvest mid tn.org so second harvest mid tn.org if you want to donate there so to the sabers and to the subject matter of today's show i do want to get to henry okiharu here who i've been wanting to talk about for a little bit because i've been impressed all year with okiharu when he was a healthy scratch it was a little confusing to me as to why that was because i thought he had been having his best season as a Sabre. He has looked very smooth. I mentioned in the Arizona game the other night multiple times where he was throwing off a four-checker for which direction he was going to go, opening up some space for himself. He has carried the puck well, I think, this year. He's making a lot of nice tape-to-tape passes. That was the thing that stood out for me, for him, when he first joined the Buffalo Sabres after being traded for Alex Nylander, was the guy hits on passes. He's not the biggest player by any means. He's not the fastest player. He's not the most dynamic player. I mean, six foot 200. He was a first round pick, though. And why was he a first round pick by Chicago six years ago? 
It was the hockey prowess. It was the passing. And that has returned for me. I'm seeing it on display. And I wanted to really dig into some of the underlying numbers, at least some of them, for Yoki Haru and see if my eyes have lined up with what the numbers are saying. And before we even get to the underlying numbers, let's just look at the point total. Because offense is never going to be the thing he is judged on, but it's nice to kind of have it as a bonus. His career high in points is 19. Three goals and 16 assists two years ago in the 21-22 season. That's his career high. This year, he's already at nine points in 26 games. Two goals and seven assists. He's on pace to break both his goal total for his career high. Again, he's only on pace for like six, but his career high is four. And he's on pace for 29 points, which would be 10 more than his previous high of 19. Excuse me. Not on pace for 29 points. I got to get the wrong number. He's on pace for 32 points on the season. And his five-on-five numbers for points, he is, because this year, what's even more impressive about those point totals that he's on pace for, this year he's averaging 17 minutes of ice time a night. In the last two seasons, he's averaged over 21 minutes a night. This is actually a career low for him in ice time. And that includes his rookie year in Chicago as a 19-year-old where he averaged 19 minutes of ice time a night. So it's even more impressive that he's on pace for these point totals given that he is playing fewer minutes. That has started to go back up, though, as I mentioned on our previous show. While he's, his average still for the season is 17-12, he's played 20 minutes or more in four of his last five. So that number is starting to increase. But for every hour that Hanryoki Haru is on the ice at five-on-five, Every 60 minutes of five-on-five ice time, he has 1.3 points. Every 60 minutes he's on the ice, he's getting 1.3 points. His career high in that before this year was 0.71 or 0.72 for every 60 minutes that he was on the ice at five-on-five. He has almost doubled his point total per 60 minutes. Will that last? I don't know. I think he's playing well. I don't know if it's going to hold up to that degree, Um, but I have been very impressed. How about some of the more advanced numbers than just really, again, that number is just kind of counting points for every 60 minutes he's on the ice. It's not that advanced. How about expected goals for on the season? Of Buffalo Sabres that have played more than five games on the season, So we're not counting Matt Savoy for this, for instance, who played three minutes. We're not counting Brett Murray, who's played 10 minutes, played the other night. Jordan Greenway is number one in expected goals four on the Sabres. J.J. Paterka is number two. And Henry Okiharu is number three. By expected goals four percentage, Henry Okiharu is the number one defenseman on the Buffalo Sabres at 51.7%. In that total... That's a career high for him. He has never been over the 50% mark. Last year, 48.9. The year before that, which was his worst season, 45.2, 47.2, 49.0, 47.8. This year, 51.7. A big increase for Henry Okiharu. And as you do dive into the game logs, he is playing more and more and more. So a player that isn't flashy, you might go games at a time without noticing him. But the next time, He's on the ice. 
maybe just, you know, focus on him a little bit. Don't watch the puck. Watch Yoki Haru. Watch his movements. You know, see how he's opening up space for himself, how he's utilizing his partner. He is now playing with Rasmus Dahlin. So big test for him, right? Like he's going to be asked to play more of a of a stay-at-home role to free up Dahlin to kind of do whatever he wants. Um, so keep an eye on Yoki Haru for stuff like this, but I think he's been playing really well. He's been playing well in his own end, by the way. I should probably mention that, right? Like, I, I think he's been playing well in his own end, and that might be job number one for him, given the style of defenseman that he really is supposed to be. He's not supposed to be an offensive guy. Um, but I've been very impressed with him. Um, again, the ice time is starting to go up, and I'd imagine in a game like this against Colorado, he's skating with Darlene at practice. He's played four of the last five over 20 minutes. I'd expect him to play more than 20 minutes of ice time in this game as well. And also because of his puck movement, he is the Sabres' immediate backup for power play defenseman, if if you will. Uh, Dahlin didn't play the other night, and who was the guy that went up to the second unit while power went up to the first? It was Yoki Haru. So Granado seems to be impressed, and I've been impressed as well. Um, watch, I just went through all of that, though, and we're still waiting a little bit on the defensive group for Colorado. I just went through all of that, and he's going to be a healthy scratch, isn't he? Um, this is kind of, you know, the way it goes in, in – uh, in the media game sometimes. You spend time on something and then you jinx it. What about that Sabres blue line that I just mentioned? We don't really know fully what it's going to look like, but we do know some other things about the Sabres lineup against Colorado. We'll get into the matchup when we return. Can the Sabres win back-to-back games against the Colorado Avalanche, a team they beat earlier in the season on home ice for our first Sabres after dark uh, appearance of the year? It's coming up here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. We're presented by Game Time. Game Time, you shouldn't have to worry about where you're buying tickets to your next big event. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. You see the view from your seat before you buy it. That's my favorite feature. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, exactly how high up you are, your angle to the ice, You know what you're going to be looking at in terms of the glass or the netting. That's always important for hockey games as well. All-in prices show your total up front, so you don't, So you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Not that last second surprise of, oh, my price just went up by 30% because they didn't add in all these fees until I got to the checkout screen. None of that on game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Reminder, Locked Locked On launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Imagine they're talking today about Draymond Green just deciding to punch a dude in the face for no reason whatsoever. Dude is a maniac in the NBA. Locked On Sports Today here for your 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Draymond should have tried hockey. We would have been able to get all that violent energy out of him a lot more easily uh, in hockey versus basketball. The Sabres lineup for this matchup against the Colorado Avalanche. Let's take a look at it. We do have some returns to the lineup. We had been wondering about whether Alex Tuck would return to the lineup. He's been dealing with an injury. He had a newborn, by the way, while he was away with injury. He is going to play in this game, or at least the expectation is, um, I think, barring a setback in warmups, he's going to play. Tuck was taking a regular line shift, and also went up to the number one power play unit, which hopefully gives them a spark. I asked Don Granado about the power play on Tuesday, and Granado said they have to be more direct. They are far too often 
trying to force themselves to get set up in the zone and orchestrate the perfect chance. He wants them to have more of a shot mentality. I did not like the example he used because if you've heard me enough over the years, my biggest pet peeve in a hockey arena is the guy up in section 310 that is screaming shoot when there is not a shot lane to be had there. Granado had to go and use that as the as his analogy. He said, that guy that I always hear up in, in the crowd yelling shoot, I'm that guy right now. Granado said that. He's the guy yelling shoot. Um, and I'm sure he doesn't mean it as literally as that guy, but I get it, right? Like they do try too hard for the perfect play and they should just start firing it at the net. I still think the biggest problem is there's not enough movement and crossing going on, but I do think the shooting part of it is affected as well, affecting how bad they've been on the power play. Tuck goes up there and hopefully that will help a little bit, although it wasn't going so hot when he was on it earlier. For five on five purposes, here's what we're looking at for the lines. We do have some changes. Tage Thompson moving back to center with Alex Tuck on his right and Zach Benson on his left. Benson getting a promotion to the top line, which is well-deserved. And we also found out today officially from Granado that they are not letting, they are not sending Zach Benson to the world juniors. They need him. Hockey Canada, you're going to have to deal without having Zach Benson because the Sabres need him. And now he's on the top line. Second line for this game, Casey Middlestat centering JJ Paterka and Jeff Skinner. Love this line. Middlestat, the most pass first player of the forwards at center with the two guys that are atop the Sabres in goals, number one and number two in goals on his two wings. Dylan Cousins down to line three, a little bit of a demotion for Cousins, and he will be centering Tyson Jost and Victor Olofsson. In terms of the level of teammate, line mate that he's had this year, this is on the low end. Jost is not a very offensive player, and Olofsson, you know, he's he's played better as of late. But he's still, you know, not playing at the goal pace that he was last year. So we'll see. Maybe Cousins and Olofsson can kind of work some magic together and Joe's can be the guy that works in the dirty areas. But I'd imagine Cousins' ice time is going to go down. And you know what? I think he's been playing better. But it's not like this was this couldn't have happened at any point, right? Like, he hasn't been scoring. He's sitting on four goals still for the season. You got to score goals if you're Dylan Cousins and it's not happening. Um, I don't want him down there too long, though, because I don't. I, I think you want to give him as many chances to start scoring as possible. Fourth line for this game, Peyton Krabs with Kyle Poso and Eric Robinson. That line played amazing against Arizona. Got to keep it together. So here's where we don't know about the blue line. We do know that Rasmus Dahlin is going to be playing with Henry Okiharu. We think, again, Okiharu could be a stunning scratch, but I'd be stunned. Samuelson and Power is what we saw the last time they were healthy. We don't know if Samuelson's going to be ready. That's an if at the moment. The reason on my lineup sheet here I put Samuelson in is because if he does play, I'd imagine he's going to go with Owen Power. So Eric Johnson, Connor Clifton, I think are pretty locked in as the third pair. And whether Samuelson plays or not, that will determine that spot. If he doesn't, I think it's going to be Ryan Johnson playing with Owen Power. Uh, the Sabres, by the way, with Tuck back, have to make a roster move. So they might paper transaction Ryan Johnson or Devin Levi down to Rochester without actually sending him there just for, again, the purposes of paper transaction. Or he could just wave Eric Comrie, but that still hasn't happened, which is amazing to me. 
Ukepekalukanen going to start in goal Thursday night against the Avalanche. We don't know between Levi and Comrie who the backup is going to be. Um, again, it might be Comrie just because they have to pay per transaction. Levi, I feel like an idiot. I don't want to keep saying it every game. But I'm going to say it because this is how I truly feel about the Sabres goalie situation. If Lukanen plays well on Wednesday night against Colorado, they should waive Eric Comrie the next morning. I've said that like three games in a row, though, and they still haven't done it. So every game that the, the, the young goalie plays well, then maybe we're closer and closer to it actually happening. But we'll see. Lukanen was in the starters net to play against Colorado. What else do we have for you on this game? We have the Avalanche lineup for this game, starting with what they have on the injury front. They've got a lot. Um, Gabriel Landeskog, Samuel Girard, who is a very, very good defenseman who I've really liked, small defenseman. Um, I, there was a time a couple years ago where I said he was one of the best defensemen in hockey while Cal McCarr is out. He is, un, he is unavailable for an indefinite amount of time. Um, he is in the NHL and NHLPA player assistant program. Um, and there's no timetable for him coming back that I have seen. So he is away. Um, severe anxiety and depression that has gone untreated for too long that has led to alcohol abuse. So he's got some issues that he's trying to work through. I hope that I hope that he's able to figure that out. Um, never wish that upon anybody. And also, I love him as a player. I, for my whole life whenever I've played hockey at any level, whether it's just, you know, ice messing around with uh, pickup or it's roller hockey or floor hockey. I have always been a smaller player that likes to play on the blue line, likes to play defense quarterback things. And that's Sam Girard. I mean, he's so small. He's five, eight um, love the player. So I hope he can get back. Cause he's one of my favorites. Gabriel Landis Cog out long-term uh, Josh Manson, Arturi Lekkanen is out for this game as well, which is a big loss in their forward group. So what are we looking at? Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen and Valerie Nikushkin on line one, very dominant line. Ryan Johansson, formerly of Nashville, formerly of Columbus, second line with Tomas Tatar and Jonathan Druin. That's kind of a misfit toys line, right? Three guys we've all heard of three guys that have been good on other teams before. And they're all kind of just, you know, showing up here together, not really at a high point of their career. Johansson, Tatar, Druin is line two. Ross Colton, Logan O'Connor, and Miles Wood on line three. Andrew Cogliano still going with Freddie Olofsson and Ben Myers. That is a weak forward group compared to past Avalanche groups. They have all these injuries, um, and it's really affecting them because that is not a good forward group in my opinion. The blue line, still pretty darn solid. Devin Taze with Kel McCarr, Bowen Byram, and Josh Manson, I guess, might be day-to-day, so he's a if for tonight's game. And then Jack Johnson, who still stinks with uh, Sam Malinsky. And in terms of the starting goaltender, when I started the show, I don't think we knew. Let me just do a double-check real quick. Oh, we do know. Uh, Ivan Prostivov, uh, not a player I'm very familiar with at all. He's a new guy for a Russian goaltender for the Avalanche best I can do for you here is uh, tell you what the stats are for uh, the 24 year old goaltender uh, this year, eight games played a nine twelve save percentage. So, Hey, the numbers look good. Uh, he's played a couple of games here and there for the coyotes before this season, um, but has mostly been an AHL goaltender up until this point. But again, in eight games has played pretty well uh, so far this season. My best bets. I've got a parlay I like. It's a long shot, but I'll tell you why I like it. When we come back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, we are presented by Sleeper here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. 
New NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities, and you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper, our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Uh, you could check out players like Cousins or Benson, who's going to be playing up in that top line, so he might be a pretty good idea for this. All you got to do, pick whether studs like those Sabres or guys in other teams, McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby, uh, Ovechkin, and more, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, shots, plus, minus, or more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's go locked on nhl see sleeper terms of use for details and locational availability all right final segment here on the locked on savers podcast it is time to look at our same game parlay we hit on monday against arizona we did have a little bit lower odds though uh, so I want to take a long shot on today. But before we do that, let's look at the odds for Sabres and Avalanche for tonight's game. 10 o'clock puck drop reminder. TNT game, if I didn't mention that. Love the TNT broadcast. Sabres are a pretty sizable underdog. No surprise in this one, though, that they are. Plus 158 on the money line. So for you non-betters, you would have to bet. Uh, if you bet 100 on the Sabres to win, you'd get 158. Avalanche minus 192. You have to bet 192 on the Avs to win 100. Over under a six and a half. The juice on the over uh, with minus 130 plus 106 for the under. So the over is favored in this game. So here's where I'm going to go with my same game parlay of the day. We are going to start with a guy that I talked about earlier in today's show. I'm going with uh, the longest of long shots for this game to score a goal. I am going with Henry Yoki Haru. There are only three players in the game at all that are have longer shots to score than Yoki Haru. Eric Johnson, Ryan Johnson, Matias Samuelson, and really it's only two because only one of those guys, one of those guys isn't going to play, Samuelson or Johnson. So really it's only two guys in the entire game, 22 uh, skaters. Between the two teams. Actually, more than that, right? Yeah, it's 12 and then 6, so 18. 36 skaters. 36 skaters. And there are two guys below him. Here's why I like it. I mentioned his points per 60 minutes earlier. Goals per 60 minutes is at a career high for Yoki Haru also. And in these last five games where he, Yoki Haru, or these last four games, I should say, where he's been playing more ice time, he has five shots on goal so he is averaging just over a shot per game in his previous five in his uh in his previous four games so previous four games five shots on goal over a shot per game he's only at 24 on the season so he had 19 shots in 22 previous games that's gone up and it's really only ice time that's it he is playing on the top pair i am taking 15 to 1 odds on a guy that's going to be on the ice the same time as Tage Thompson, as Alex Tuck, as Rasmus Dahlin, and as Zach Benson to score a goal. Wrist shot from the point, maybe that's what we get. I know it's a long shot, but that's why you're getting uh, long shot odds 
and you're getting a big payout because of it. Sabres on the puck line, plus one and a half. I've loved the way the Sabres have played in the last three games. I mentioned earlier that I think Colorado, due to their injuries, have a pretty weak forward group given what they're typically used to. So with that, an inexperienced goaltender uh, and the Sabres having success against this team earlier in the year, Sabres have played well against good teams all year. We know they've beaten the Leafs. We know they've beaten the Rangers. We know they've beaten the Bruins and the Avs. I've got the Sabres to just cover the spread, lose by one or win the game. And then J.J. Paterka going back to the Paterka well until we start seeing these sports books affect the odds more. Paterka, three-plus shots on goal. That is plus 36.49 for this game. A $10 bet would win $364.92. A $100 bet, of course, would win $3,649.23. That's my same-game parlay. Yoki Haru to score. Sabres to cover, plus one-and-a-half. And J.J. Paterka to have three or more shots on goal. Good luck if you're going to ride with me on that one. If you want to uh, follow along with us, actually, you know what? I should say this up front. I'm not watching this game till uh, Thursday morning. Um, do the morning show, of course, at WGR Sports Radio 550. That show begins at 6 a.m. in the morning. So Sabres after dark is, uh, is a tough one for me. So 10 o'clock puck drop. That game's not going to end until 1230. So I will not be running the text line for this game. If you want to text me your reaction, that I will be waking up to it the next morning, and then we could read some on the show. A couple of texts I had for this game. We need Quinn to come back soon. Uh, Cousins Dan will stand between those two, talking about Olison and Jost. We, we've talked about the Cousins Dam that cannot, he can't break through to burst. Um, Hopefully, Granado is fully on board with keeping Ryan Johnson uh, as, a, as a top four defenseman. But again, we're not seeing evidence of that. So just a couple of texts that I've gotten the last couple minutes from our Lockdown Sabres text line. Join subtext.com slash Lockdown Sabres if you want to jump on board there. Again, check out Nashville Bills backers on Twitter if you want to find the link uh, to donate as the tornado that just ravaged Nashville uh, a couple of days ago. And then... Check out our Locked On Sports Today, first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for your 24-7, the top stories uh, throughout the world of sports. Locked On Sports Today, YouTube, subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, that's it for us here in the Locked On Sabres podcast. We will talk to you hopefully after a Sabres win against the Avalanche. Thanks for making us your first listen every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.